Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker and Aaron Arms. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show. Uh, this is a Barker show today, so... It's me in the middle this time hosting, arms in the middle, got Lambert to my left. Hey. And Hux to my right. Hey, how's it going? Oh, another day in paradise. So it's going to be a little bit different because um, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Uh, Barker pretty much does, you know, runs the whole thing, soundboard, et cetera. So if it's clunky, I apologize. Um, first off, I want to thank our listeners for the recent ratings and reviews. I appreciate everything on that. Um, if you've yet to do so, please get out there. Uh, give us a like get on our Facebook page, Instagram, etc. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Um, that's what helps us grow. So, you know, it uh, doesn't matter your podcast player. You can do so. I know iTunes is a little clunky. Sometimes you got to log on to a computer to actually uh, do the rating and review. So uh, now that we've got that out of the way, guys, let's talk about that game last night. The, uh, the, the Patriots r- rolled up the Giants, which kind of is expected. I mean... First, first and foremost, is this the best Patriots defense we've ever seen? It's, I don't know about the best, but it's it's one of the better ones for sure. Yeah, In I mean, recent memory, they've definitely looked impressive. I mean, we're talking about a team that I think has allowed, um, I think, one touchdown in the air this year. Mm. One. That is I mean, seems that, unreal in today's NFL. That's insane. I mean, they've uh, forty-eight points in six games. That's, that's all they've allowed off forty-eight points. Wow. I mean, that is that is insane. So, um, as far as with the Giants, the stat line, obviously Golden Tate looks like Golden Tate again. You know, gets nine targets, uh, six, uh, six receptions for 102 yards and a touchdown. Uh, you guys buying on Golden Tate right now? Uh, he was the only weapon last night. Okay. Or, yeah, last night. But uh, once they get Shepard back, get uh, Saquon, Ingram, once, once they come back, it's... I think it'll be more spread out. I like Golden Tate, though. I think he's going to be a target monster like he normally is. Okay. I'd like to see that offense when they all are together because I think it could be a pretty good offense. With... And not playing the Patriots. Well, yeah. I mean, overall, I, w- I will say, I mean, obviously uh, Daniel Jones looked, you know, pretty rough last night, three interceptions. But, I mean, his QBR was uh, 9.2, which is 9.2 higher than Baker Mayfield last week, by the way. Uh Horrible. Wow. I mean, that is horrible. Now, I don't know what Baker's was, but I know it was bad. 
But I mean, listen, that is there's a lot of lot to be excited about skill position there. Oh yeah, definitely. They're young. I mean, I mean Tate's not the youngest, but the rest of the guys, they're young. They got definitely got a lot of potential. Overall, I will say Danny Dimes has made me eat a little bit of crow this year. Um, he he doesn't look like the best quarterback in the league. He's no Gardner Minshew, but uh, but you know Danny Dimes looks he looks pretty solid. So you know he for me he's he's a target. I'd like to acquire him in some leagues. Um, I don't think he's going to be like rookie of the year level type quarterback, anything like that. But I would like to have some uh, some future Danny Dimes shares. Absolutely. Plus, I mean he's he's. It's his rookie year, mm-hmm. so he's only going to continue to get better. I think. I mean, in theory, once, and like you said, the again, weapons. Baker there, Mayfield. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But well, Baker's got a whole different set of issues with that cardboard line that they've got. Yeah, that, I think the offensive line is the big key there for Cleveland. And speaking of offensive line, that, that is one thing that you can honestly say about the Patriots. I don't think in the past hundred years that Tom Brady's been in the league that they've had an offensive line that rated outside the top five in the NFL. I'm actually. I didn't really watch much of the game last night, but I'm surprised to see that he got sacked three times last night. Yeah, that's, I, that's, that's insane. A lot. I, but yeah, it's he doesn't get touched hardly ever. The the biggest success for Tom Brady. I mean, it's his ability to read quick and release quick. I mean, his all last year. It's like, all right, who are we sitting on defense? Um, whatever defensive end is playing against Tom Brady. I mean, that, that's what it always amounted out to be. But I mean, this team looks. I mean, they look hard to beat. I think they look like they can be beat, but it's going to be a close game. And I mean, honestly, it's going to require you to outcoach Bill Belichick, and there's nobody out there able to do it. Yeah, good luck with that. I mean, you've got an outscore team that you know has running backs that are capable across the board. You know, Sony Michelle. Apparently, they you know hate him, so they give Brandon Bolden the touchdown. That's just Bill Belichick hates your fantasy teams. He does. Bill Belichick. The most maddening thing has always been which Patriot running back to start because you're not right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You're not right. Yep. It's like being married. <laughs> um, <laughs> Julian Edelman do, does Julian Edelman things. Target monster, 15 targets last night, uh, 113 yards, nine receptions. I mean, and then, of course, uh, James White actually finally uh, had a decent contribution to your fantasy team with nine receptions for 46 yards. So you think uh, White's emerging again? Did he ever go anywhere? I mean, in PPR formats, anyway. In PPR, he struggled for a few weeks. Yeah, he he was kind of a, like you put him in, and you're like, what? like two receptions. What are you doing, James White? This isn't you. This is not why you're you know my flex play. So, a uh, couple of little news and notes. Jay Ajayi said he's uh he's ready to start working out for teams. Any, anyone care? Nope. Anyone? Uh, care? No, I don't care. But he'll have some interest. He'll get picked up by somebody. But Giants he, could probably use him for what another uh, week. Whenever say, Saquon will be back in a week or two. Yeah. Saquon Barkley was part of the Universal Soldier Project. I don't know if you knew this or not. Right. The dude's not human. He's not a. That's not a real person out there. That is, that is some sort of uh, demigod. I mean, he's related to Maui from Moana. I mean, he's he's just he's just a different type of human. He's been uh, cutting like dude's got a high ankle sprain, showing off you know forty inch vertical still. Works out what two three weeks into this is. I mean, I think he's going to be back on the field sooner rather than later. I, I do hope that they're smart about it and they're cautious in bringing him back. You don't want to, you know, re- take a risk of you know re injury or possibly you know making a more serious injury than it is. So uh, yeah, um, Zay Jones to Oakland. 
So, in theory, a lot of people had some hype on Zay Jones going into the season, thinking that uh, he's going to take the next step forward for Buffalo. So, he goes to Oakland for a fifth. Thoughts next, on that? A next year, a 2021 fifth. Right. That's so not even, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what's that play? I don't understand that play. I just I think Buffalo was just looking to get something out of him. He just he fell down the depth chart. Who was the guy that uh, that played for them last week? He he didn't put up amazing stats, but he 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 did all right. Can't remember his Buffalo? name. Yeah, for Buffalo. I'm not sure, but uh, let me ask why one of you. I'm sure is looking that up. Um, any fantasy value to Zay Jones now? I mean, he he should in theory walk in de facto number two in Oakland. Oh yeah, I mean I, you gotta have some value, yeah. So I mean, do, do you do you even trust him as a uh, number three, a wide receiver three, or is he just is he worth the flyer? Maybe not this week, um, but I'm I would try. Thank and you, pick thank him you. Up. It's a bye week. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so Oakland guaranteed did not lose this week. Oh, Duke Williams. Duke Williams. Okay. Oh yeah, he's a rookie. Right. Yeah. First year out of Auburn. Is that right? Clemson, maybe one of those. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. It took a lot of pride in knowing where everybody went to college. Uh, right now, I, I'm kind of off that way. But I think he played well enough that, that they felt good letting Zay go. So, uh, one thing I can say about this year is I feel like I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like, whenever you look at who's at the top of some of these uh, the position groups, it's just it's mind-blowing. You know, you you've got the the big guys. You know, at the top right now at quarterback and points per game, you got Russell Wilson, Mahomes, uh, Watson, then Lamar Jackson, the number four points per game. Obviously, his legs are uh, are helping you out, but I mean, grand scheme of things, he's not exactly. You know, he's not rushing a hundred yards a game. He's getting you you know sixty, seventy yards a game, uh, three hundred eight yards uh, on the ground so far this year. Then you know Matt Ryan, he was uh, you know top tier last year then you go you got Dak obviously Dak adds a little bit to the ground or with his ground game Stafford Brady Wentz and Kyler Murray's at 11 but what what kind of floors me more is Jared Goff is all the way down at 14 just below Gardner Minshew Uh, Andy Dalton is above Aaron Rodgers I mean Aaron Rodgers point per game is 20th the the guys right above him Case Keenum Josh Allen Marcus Mariota Andy Dalton I mean, golf being that low kind of surprises me just for the simple fact of how many times they've had to throw the ball. He's averaging like 44 attempts a game, and him being that low is kind of crazy to me. And another quarterback that's low, and it's not that I really projected him to be a star, but Jimmy Garoppolo, for as good as they're doing, kind of shocks me uh, that he's quarterback uh, at a 21 right now. Yeah, it's been more about the defense he's, and the run yeah, game there. He's not had to do a whole lot. Just won, just won football games. Um, he's the Alex. He's the new Alex Smith. My uh, my favorite stat is whenever you sort by uh, points per game, the uh, top thirty two quarterbacks in the NFL. Baker Mayfield's name does not appear. Baker Mayfield points per game is the thirty second quarterback, with stars uh, stars above him like thirty three or thirty third. Yes, the stars above him like Chase Daniel and Joe Flacco. You know, I mean, and a game and a, a game or two from Eli Manning, Teddy Roosevelt. I mean, yeah, I mean, these guys are. What what is going on with Baker Mayfield? Is the line, I know the line's bad. Oh, it's bad. And th- this is one thing. I mean, I, I know I've talked about it before on the show last year a lot. You got to address the offensive line. Every I mean, that should be you build from the inside out. 
They had a solid line last year. They let a lot of pieces go. Yeah. A couple of them got hurt. Who was that they traded? Was it Zeitler? Ziegler? Mm-hmm. Zeitler. Yep. Yeah, that was, I mean, that, he was one of the best. Well, I know, I know it wasn't last year, but they let Mac go yeah, to the Falcons, years, yeah. too. I mean, that was a solid centerpiece. Yeah. So. Yeah, they just, they, I still wouldn't be shocked. I'm surprised it hasn't happened, but I still wouldn't be shocked if they went and traded for Trent Williams from Washington. But I'm just surprised it hasn't happened yet. So, I, I, it just, it's flooring me with, uh, like I said, the points per game, how how the disparity is, the regression to Baker Mayfield, and that's just a quarterback. I mean, whenever we move over to running back, obviously you got the, the star at the top, Christian McCaffrey. Number two, Austin Eakler. Yeah, I mean, that'll go down some. Oh, absolutely. I, I think um, if you've got him now, trade him. I, I personally, I, if, if I had Eakler week three, I know he was winning weeks, but – you knew Melvin Gordon was go- he was going to be back at some point during the season. You got to trade him. I believe uh, the whole Austin Eakler, you know, it, he he lost his value too quickly by Melvin Gordon returning a little bit early. Um, do you guys? I mean, are you? The thing with Eakler was he he put up points last year, even with MG three there. So I mean, in a PPR format, I don't I don't mind hanging you on. Would he have him. like fifteen catches last week? Eakler? Yeah, he had some insane amount of targets too. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, he's got 39 receptions on the year. I mean, he f- 15 last week with 16 targets. Oh my so. gosh! Yeah. So I mean, that's crazy there. But so, I mean, obviously, he's not going to get 15 catches every week. So points per game, once again, CMC, then Eakler, Dalvin Cook. I know. Um, I, I'm shocked with how great he's doing. There's only, I believe, three running backs this year who are averaging over 100 yards a game. That's McCaffrey, Cook, and Fournette. Which uh, that's just shocking to me. That, that blows my mind. Um, Minnesota just made a emphasis around the run. It's just the new coordinator's style. So, and his health obviously is the biggest factor there. At number four, we've got uh, Aaron Jones. You know, a lot of the reason why he got boosted that big four, four touchdown yeah. week last week that I ran up against in like two three leagues is ridiculous. I had him on the bench in one of my leagues, so that hurt. Uh, um, then of course Nick Chubb. I think most of us in this room felt like Nick Chubb had some, you know, was going to ascend towards the top this year. Uh, Kamara at six. Um, he's three points behind Chubb. David Johnson putting together an okay year on a not so good team. Uh, Fournette in the top ten at eight. Mark Ingram. You know he's had a uh, I think a three touchdown week to start the season, so he's sitting there at nine, and then Le'Veon Bell at ten. Um, the the killer is it just seems it's, it's odd to me. The, some of the players, you know, you're Ezekiel Elliott's, which you picked first, second, or third. You know, he's sitting there at a, at running back 11. Saquon Barkley, obviously the injury, but he's at running back 15. Uh, James Conner, all the way down at running back 20. I mean, man, it's it's almost like if you paid the premium to get a running back first, second, or third, outside of Kamara or Christian McCaffrey, you're, yeah, you're, you're I mean, screwed. <laughs> where's Joe Mixon at? I mean, people predicted a lot of things out of him this year, and he's – He's way down there. Just having uh, a bad year. Points per game. Joe Mixon is so bad he didn't make the top thirty-two. That's another. That's another bad offensive line situation. Oh, yeah. Like I don't know how Andy Dalton has as many points as he does either. Joe Mixon is running just back playing from 30. behind. I believe he's just having to throw the ball. Running back thirty-seven. Players right behind Joe Mixon include Carlos Hyde, Peyton Barber, and Ronald Jones. Joe, get it together. But once again, offensive line. Your line is bad. Yeah, you can't win. Oh, Mixon's talent is 
Zog hit out. I, I, I will honestly say Mixon is without a doubt in the top ten in talent in the league. Unfortunately, it, it, he has nobody to block for him. If you're in a dynasty league, though, I'd go get him. I'd try and get him at least yeah. for next year. Frustrated owner. They, probably, right. probably get him for – I own him and I'm frustrated. Trade him to me. No, I'm good. So here's the the one that really has some disparity from what you expected. I mean, who's who's number one receiver going into this year? Hopkins. Well, Hopkins. Or Adams. Hopkins, yeah. Adams, Thomas. One yeah. of those three. All right? I'm a big Thomas guy. Um, Thomas would have been the right pick because he's number three. The other ones are on down the list. Number one receiver right now, points per game and full point, P- or full, uh, point PPR, yes, is Chris Godwin. Uh then Cooper Cup, then Michael Thomas, which is right. I mean, point one points behind Cooper Cup. Then Amari Cooper's, you know, putting together a good year. Then you got DJ Chark. I mean, in your top five, you have one guy you expected to be there. Uh, number six, Keenan Allen. Number seven, Michael Gallup. What? You know, two Cowboys in the top seven. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah, and then T.Y. Hilton at eight. I mean, you you expect that with Andrew Luck. You don't expect it with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Julio Jones at nine. Obviously, you always expect him to be there. Deshaun Jackson sitting at number 10. Just, this is not a list I'm expecting those names to be at the top of. (laughs) You know, we just named, in in your top 10, we named like five wide receiver twos. Yeah, Guys that you're looking at as wide receiver two whenever you're drafting. I mean, I think, yeah, when when they were drafted. I mean, a a lot of people expected the ascension of Chris Godwin. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe not quite what he's doing so far this year. But I mean, he has, is he truly the wide receiver down in Tampa Bay? I, I don't. I mean, know. I honestly think both of them are. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can't go. I mean, I know Evans had a bad, you know, obviously, no catches last week, but they're going to get both of them the ball. That's just how their offense is going to run. And the way their offense is set up. So. Yeah, it's just how it's just how it is. They don't have a run game. So I, I, you've got Terry McLaurin at fifteen. A lot of people liked him. Here's one that's I'm struggling with. Adam Thielen at wide receiver 18 points per game. Well, where's Diggs? I would I'm struggling more with where Diggs is than Thielen. I mean, yeah, Thielen Diggs. through the first half of the season was number one last year. Well, yeah, but he fell off towards the end too. But but you still didn't expect this big well, the drop offense for Diggs. Is completely different than it was last year. Right. I know, but the the premium you had to pay to get these guys. You just once again, this is where I feel like. I have no clue what the hell I'm doing. You know what yeah, I mean? It's, it's definitely not how we drew it up. It's a weird year. Yeah, and I mean, Odell Beckham Jr., points per game, wide receiver, 45. He is a wide receiver three. And he had a three-touchdown week, I believe, at some point this season. That is just insanity to me. I'm I'm so far down, I can, I can, I've still not found Autumn, or, uh, excuse me, Diggs. And, I mean, I am low on the list. So, yeah, I mean, Diggs obviously struggling. I do think that uh, one thing I will say about uh, a lot of that's Thielen, cousins yeah. struggling too. One thing I will say about Thielen is I do think that he's going to um, the squeaky wheel. You know, he's going to get his grease now. I think he's uh, you know showed a little bit. They're going to try to get him the ball a little bit more like they did last week. Um, yeah, just just an incredibly strange season to me so far. I mean, obviously the cream will rise, right? The best of the best at the end of the season are, is going to be right there with the best. So. Um, don't panic yet. Your season's not over. I mean, hell, in the uh, the Brill, I think I set the uh, the scoring record last week. I was zero and four. <laughs> I'm now one and four because last week. I mean, it, it's just it's insanity. So, 
one more thing before we uh, move on to our starts and sits. just want to speak uh, something we talk about quite often on the show, just a little bit of trade etiquette. So if you're going to make a trade, uh, Michael Bauer, Dynasty Rewind, if you're going to make a trade, I feel like we should at least have a trade that is counterable. I was offered in uh, in the Brill by one of the owners. This would be Bauer. Well, now, I, I do want to step in here. Um, you're, I mean, you're calling a guy out. Is that something you guys are okay with? I saw this question posted on Twitter. Are you mm-hmm. okay? I mean, if you just put somebody on blast for their terrible trade offers. I'm because, okay with it. I'm okay with it. But Obviously. do you do it? I mean, because that, to me, so if somebody's going to put a bad trade, as someone who sends bad trade offers, <laughs> if someone's putting those bad trade offers out there and just talking shit about you, that's going to make me not want to deal with that person. Okay, but let, let me, here's how I would have approached it. If, if, if you are going to make a trade and say, can we, be, I would go with, can we build something around this? The first thing I do is I, I approach an owner and I say, what do you want for this guy? All so right. you don't just straight up send cold offers, just bam, just filling people's inboxes? Uh, on occasion, I, I will. If I'm, if I'm real hot on a player and I've got an older guy that I think is going to start to regress, yeah. But, like, in both league, in this league, I, that was one of my offers. It was uh, Chase Edmonds, Mike Gusecki for carry-on. Carry-on's not having a great year, but, my God, you're offering me a backup wide receiver, or, excuse me, a backup running back. And, tight end that, and a tight end that won't start on any team. Yeah, and I've got OJ Howard in was, that league. Was this Trust me. when uh, David Johnson was out with a back injury? Yeah, I mean this is two days ago, I believe. And then another offer in, for Carry On, which by the way I think what second year in the league, uh, Dion Jones and or excuse me, Dion Lewis and Jimmy Graham. Once again, I can't counter either of those. I'm not saying, you know, I, I guess my problem with it is if I was going to try to acquire a player, at least let me know that that's not your final offer, right? That Let's, you know, can we build something around this? I mean, typically the first offer is not going to be the best offer, best offer or the final offer. There's usually something to work with. But, yeah, that's – it's I, I get what you're saying. Like, where do you where do you go with that from there? Yeah. Like, and in his defense, it is you – so I generally lowball <laughs> the hell out of you. I, and I'm, I understand that. <laughs> I understand that. But let, let, I mean, think about the mode that you're in, the mode that the other owner's in. Kind of look at their team, see what their needs are. Yeah. Well, he, he saw you had O.J. Howard. So boom, Jimmy Graham. A, right. Oh, yeah, there's a hell of an upgrade. But, you know, and another thing, you know, kind of figure out what mode you're in. Do you want to win now? I mean, if I'm in a win now mode and I'm approaching one of the, the seller dwellers in my league, I'm coming with picks. You know, I'll, I'll give you a, a replacement level guy, right? Someone a little bit worse than what you got. But I'll toss in, you know, starter. St- I'll start with the third or second. Depends on what you've got. I mean, what was uh, your offer, Lambert, for carry on, jo- or excuse me, for Saquon Barkley? Oh, I'm not even sure. It, it was, was two seconds. It was pretty and rough. Yeah. It was, I can't even remember who the player was. It was bad. I cannot remember who it was, but it was like two. I mean, he is injured. <laughs> it, 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 they, he didn't even offer you a, a running back, though. It was a wide receiver. It may have been. I, like I said, I can't. I can't. 
It was like a, and I'm not knocking this guy, but like a Preston Williams level wide receiver because you're like, what? No, oh, man, it was Marquise really, Goodwin. I really like Preston Williams. It was Marquise Goodwin in two seconds. And I just, you got to give, my point is if you want to start, if you, if you want to get into trade talks with someone, you can't just make an offensively bad offer. Yeah. Because that'll, that'll kill trade talks. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, once again, look at what I need as an owner. I want someone to say, all right, I notice you're struggling at tight end, so I'm going to give you a better tight end than you have, not an equal tight end. Right. You know, I don't, I don't need depth. I need a, a better player. Yeah. Let me upgrade at a position because I'm. You're obviously trying to get my player to upgrade a position for you. And then you know the other one is if you're looking for you know a tight end, and you're a contender, dude, come off your picks. You know, running back, come off your picks, because if you're trying to win now. The, the cellar dweller is not going to get any better by getting two mid-tier players for a stud. They've got to have so, something to kind of bank on next year. So, anyhow, I digress. I'll, I'll get off my high horse with the with the trade etiquette. But you guys have anything you'd like to add before we get uh, rolling? No, I believe you covered it. I believe you've spoken for everyone. As I normally do. As I normally do. I apologize. I'm sometimes long-winded. It's been two weeks since I've been on the show. Yeah, how was the vacation? It was excellent, but nobody in uh, fantasy football land gives one flying crap about that. That's not true. Just you. I would say you look tan, but I look. Don't. I look. Did ginger. you even go in the sun? Uh yeah. Stay in the hotel. I, I look a, a different shade of red this year, so or, you just look a little angrier. So anyhow, so um, let's start off with uh, you know our starts and sits. We're going to uh, go ahead and hit the starts. Um, start over at quarterback. Lambert, who you got to start at quarterback this this week? I know you're not going to like it, but I got Kyler Murray Boom. as a as a start. I got Murray over there. The Falcons defense, uh, it's just been bad. Um, he also had 93 yards rushing and a score last week, mm-hmm. so I feel like his legs uh, will put him, you know, up there have a nice floor. Yep. Um, but I also think with this Falcons defense, I think he could put up some good points this week. There's a reason yeah, I they're one for. I had Kyler on there also. I, the over under is 51 and a half right now. He's had 189 rushing yards last three weeks. He's just—it should be a back and forth game. I mean, it's a pretty close spread. I think the Falcons are favored by three. It, yeah, it's, I love Kyler this week. Um, my start of the week is going to be Case Keenum. It looks like he's uh, ready to come back and play. Um, if you look at his stat line, week one he put up three touchdowns and 380 yards against the Eagles. Plays a—I a, know the Dem boys have lost two in a row, I believe. But the Cowboys' defense is legit, you know. He still put up 27 points. He threw two touchdowns that game. Played the Bears, obviously a great defense. Um, put up 330 and two touchdowns in that game. You know, sacked a couple times. Uh, you know, probably had a couple fumbles because he's um, threw three interceptions as well in that game. I mean, he, he struggled. But, you know, against good teams, he's put up decent statistics. Now he plays the lowly Dolphins. The Dolphins, who made turned Lamar Jackson into the best quarterback in the league, you know, I mean, what do you guys think about Keenum this week? I feel like his value on DFS is going to be through the roof. McLaurin's healthy again. I'm pretty sure they're going to run AP more, aren't they? Oh, yeah, that's what Callahan came out and said. They're right. going to try to run the ball more. Um, but yeah, I like Keenum this week. Okay, so um, moving on to uh, running back. I'd like to. to oh, I'm sorry. You said uh, something. Can I start a. I just wanted. I added to Kyler. Okay. My favorite my bad, quarterback. My bad. I thought he was your start. Well, I mean, I got 
multiple down here, but I like Cousins this week. Uh, I got him pulling in arms over there. <laughs> I got five started. Hey, just let me talk. <laughs> yeah, I like I like Cousins against the Eagles this week. They're at home, and Eagles got one of the best run Ds in the league. I don't think they're going to stop Dalvin Cook by any means, but Dalvin's probably going to get his more through the air this week. But I like Cousins. Yeah, he looked good last week against, against the Giants, but he looked good on the road. Coming back home, I think I think they're going to continue to throw the ball a little bit, and I think that's how they win that game. This well, week. I think a lot of people are getting frustrated with how that offense is running. Yeah, I mean, and Thielen and Diggs have both spoken out. Well, Diggs especially. Yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins has some of the, one of the best you know um, skill position. Oh, play. Yes, that too. One of the best skill position groups around him. I mean, two absolute stud wide receivers. Apparently, that he doesn't like to use very often. Well, and he's got two good tight ends and Rudolph. And Irv Smith Irv Jr. Smith, yep. yeah. it, and you've got Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison. That that offense should be. The offensive line's uh, pretty good. I was going to say, it's a great offensive line. I don't I don't understand how they're not doing better. But that's the thing. Fantasy they wise, are. I, yeah, the team is doing well. But fantasy wise, I would I would expect more points out of Thielen and Diggs. Well, and Cousins for that matter. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm it, it just mind blown with the way Kirk Cousins has performed this year. Um, I love him, especially on DK this week at 5,200. So. Cheap play. Yeah. Cheap play. Um, so, you, you done? Can yeah. I talk now? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh, I have, so I have my two minutes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you can go ahead and leave now. Um, Lambert, <laughs> get the get your... I do need a drink. Okay. Lambert, running backs. Who do you got starting a running back this week? A uh, guy you spoke on earlier uh, who's not having a great year, James Conner. Uh, I'm going to plug him in this week. You got Jalen Samuels. He's out. And the Chargers got eaten up last week by Philip Lindsay and um, Royce Freeman, so I'm 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 running James Conner this week. Conner sure. is a bell cow, yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Conner's just been—I mean—such a disappointment this year, though. If from where you expected him to be, I mean, last year he was he was a monster. He and was, and this year he's not looked. I would say he was uh, like running back four last year, just a shell of his former self. My only concern with Conner this week is. Pittsburgh starting the rookie third stringer oh, De- Devlin Hodges. Devlin, yeah, that's my only concern with you know possibly stack the box, you know make that make, him make Hodges you know throw. So, but I mean Connor can have eight to ten catches. You never know, so he'd still be good. Uh, the one thing you can kind of bank on with Connor this week is you know he's not losing anything to anybody else i mean right yeah i mean benny 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 snell so a couple goal line carries of benny snell maybe but yeah i mean this do you think uh benny snell might be a sneaky play though you know something cheap on dfs maybe i'm not playing okay i'm just (laughs) i'm just saying if you're looking for you know someone Uh, who's they're a sunday night game anyway so yeah if you want to plug them into the he's probably 200 dollars on the showdown lineup so yeah throw him in there if you want to he's got to be cheap yeah he's got to be cheap yeah um, my start this week's going to be, uh, I'm sorry. It's on you, Hux. My bad. Oh, you could have went. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite start this week is, uh, Le'Veon and he's going to be, if you look at projection ownership on DraftKings, he's one of the highest owned. Actually, he is projected to be the highest owned running back this week, but it's 6,800 Darnold's back. Uh, Dallas allows the second most receptions to running backs. And they're also allowing 4.59 yards per carry off this year. And just Le'Veon is that offense. And, yeah, I think he, at home, I think they're going to – I think Darnold's going to rely on him. 
don't hate it. Uh, obviously, the the biggest issue I have, I mean, it, it, is Darnold back? Is he guaranteed to start? Yep. Okay. I was going to say, because if, if, if Luke Falk's a starter, like, you just might as well just chalk up the entire uh, Jets team as well. Le'Veon's still been putting up numbers. He's been okay. He's not been good. You know what I mean? He's been a mid-tier guy. I mean, he's back in top ten. Yeah. You know, so that that was that was my concern. I didn't realize Darnold was uh, fully yeah, he's back. Been, he's been cleared. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I'm going to go with Mark Ingram this week. Um, more than anything, it's because Cincinnati has allowed uh, nine touchdowns to running backs so far this year. Uh, Ingram obviously gets all the goal line work. I mean, he's already got six touchdowns that so far this season, and I'm loving me some Mark Ingram. I think he's I think absolutely runs all over, uh, all over Cincinnati. I mean, if everyone else has. Why the heck yeah, didn't I, he? I like you Mark know what Ingram I mean. Week. I mean, very realistically, my projection for Mark Ingram is 125 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I he and what's his what's his price on? Uh, he's sixty six hundred, which is a little expensive just for a guy that doesn't really catch the ball. So he he really is touchdown dependent. But I expect to, you know I could definitely see two touchdowns this week. I mean, and for the price, what's what's near him price wise? Um, Derrick Henry or Levy on sixty eight hundred. Okay, Derrick Henry sixty one hundred. Fournette's right in that area. Sixty, I think Fournette's sixty seven hundred. I do have a second one, um, not terribly high on him, uh, but um, AP against Miami. I mean, Miami is basically Cincinnati South right now. Uh, I mean, their defense is just an embarrassment. You know, if Washington with uh, Keenum in there can, you know, put two or three touchdowns up, it just it makes you wonder if Miami can score three touchdowns in a game. You know what I mean? So that could lead to a lot of Adrian Peterson time. Um, AP could, you know, I'm not saying that you've got to rush him into your lineup because I believe he only has something ridiculous, like 108 yards on the season. I mean, he's not been good, but Miami is that bad. So, I mean, if you kind of in a pinch. I kind of like Aaron Jones this week, too, uh, just against Detroit. They're a little suspect against the run. Oh, the number four running back. What a what an interesting play, Lambert. I'm just doing <clears throat> Thanks, guy. I'm just joking. I like Derrick Henry against the Broncos this week. Uh, Titans, both their wins have come on the road. They're playing at Denver, and Denver just allowed a couple hundred yards to Fournette a couple weeks ago. Josh Jacobs had over 100 yards on him. You know Henry's going to get 20-plus touches. Yeah, I, I really like Derrick Henry this week. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Josh Jacobs. Of course I am. Of course I am. So, I, I, it makes you wonder, though, is Josh Jacobs just that good? I'm not trying to say he's matchup proof, but like, yeah, he had one game that he had 44 yards, but after that, his lowest game of the season was 79 yards rushing, you know, and that's at the Colts, who you know been better than expected. Uh, 26 for 123 yards and two touchdowns against the Bears, the Bears that allowed like I don't know two touchdowns to running backs last year. Period. You think that was a trap game for the Bears? Um, well, I, I mean, both of them were traveling to London, right? Well, yeah, yeah I mean, at the end of the day, you've got Oakland losing another two hours versus what the Bears were losing. I mean, it wasn't uh, – obviously, those international games are weird because, you know, it's such a jet lag, different – way different time zone on the other side of the world. Um, and our boy, uh, Rich Lavalie, uh, he's a contributor to the show. He helps us with some of our stats. Um, he's a big Raiders fan. He, he got to go to the game. I was pretty, pretty happy for him nice. about that. Um, and then – like you said, with the Broncos, I mean, 
Jacobs rolled them up for uh, 85 yards, two touchdowns, and then add another 28 on the ground there, or in the air there. Yeah. I just, man, I'm starting to like get your Josh Jacobs shares. He's starting to look like he can carry the full load. Well, I mean, that's the question. That's the, that's the thing with him. He he gets all the work. Yeah. So I mean, that. But he's productive with it. Yeah. No, he is, and he's been he's been more involved the last two weeks in the past game too. So. So, yeah. I mean, I, I will say because he's typically pretty treat pretty cheap on DraftKings. I've noticed like dirt cheap four thousand forty five hundred dollar play. Like I, I love plugging him into lineups because yeah, so that cheap. price will go up. It'll get up there in the probably the low sixes if he continues to get the production he's at right now. So, and of course my Raiders are a flukish three and two right now. <laughs> if we're done talking about the Raiders, uh, my start for wide receiver, uh, I'm going to go ahead and and plug DJ Moore in uh, just because I think it's going to be a shootout this week. Um, and he played well last week. He had eight targets, put up decent amount of points. Um, but this this week, I, like I said, I think it's going to be a shootout, and they're going to have to keep going to him. Okay. You don't uh, you don't have any love for Curtis Samuel then? No. <laughs> Sorry, Arms. You probably should have started Golden Tate. Should have started Golden Tate. Instead, <laughs> I'm I'm relying on Curtis Samuel to get like. Hey, well, a, ra- a random like, rushing touchdown. Like I said, it could be a shootout, so he could put up he could put up some decent points this week. Serious question. I mean, is Carolina just realizing that they like a passing quarterback now? I still think it's Cam's job. Oh, yeah. yeah, Cam will be. He'll as soon as he's ready, he'll be back in there. I just wonder if they they try to trade him or you know. I don't see it happening. I I, I want to see Will Greer in that offense. I, I why. Just, Kyle Allen's doing yeah. a good I know, job. I know, I know, but I think well, I just love the way that kid pushed the ball down the field in college. Um, wide receiver for yourself, there, Mister Huxtable. Um, I know I'm kind of sticking with the same team here, but Jamison Crowder, Darnold's back. He had 17 targets week one with Darnold in there, 14 <laughs> catches, and he's only 4,000 on DraftKings, but. I look to hit Crowder to be relevant again. Well, he's been eating up a lot of targets too. I mean, yeah, even I mean, even without Darnold there. So you're not concerned about the matchup, though? No. Really? I mean, they've got what the Cowboys this week? Yeah. Man, you didn't know Crowder was matchup proof. Yeah, he's like uh, D. Hopkins. I just think the the targets are going to be there. I don't. I don't think he's going to have like a monster game, and I guess I'm. I'm gearing this more towards a cheap value play on DraftKings, but you know, with bye weeks, I wouldn't mind plugging him as my wide receiver three this week. He's going to say possibly someone you pick up on waiver wires in a you know a twelve to fourteen team league, and possibly yeah, and, and then of course you know a, probably a cheap trade option. You know, so, someone shouldn't be asking for no. much more than a fourth rounder, you know, third or fourth rounder for Crowder to begin with. So yeah, I like it. Um, my wide receiver for this week, Scary Terry. You know, back fully healthy. I mean, I know Terry McLaurin's put up some good games whenever he is, you know, healthy. Um, after week two or three, it was well. That's chalk play arms, but I think I mean, I mean how how good? Sorry to interrupt, but how good are we? You've recommended two Redskins. I've recommended two Jets. Never, Should anybody even be listening to us? I, you know, at the end, once again, I said I have no idea what I'm doing. I mean, once you looked at the uh, the top ten wide receivers, just, I'm like, just throwing darts at this point. Hoping yeah, so. I mean, hell, I'm, Gardner Minshew's a top fifteen quarterback. Why the heck not? We God, all saw no. that coming. Yeah. I mean, if you look at his mustache, it would have told you. 
Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not a Jaguars fan, but I am absolutely a Gardner Minshew fan. Does Foles get that job back when he's healthy? Why should he? I don't know. That'd be (laughs) tough. Oh, man, it'd be so tough. Absolutely. Serious question. I mean, I guess it just depends on how they're doing when he's ready. Yeah. I just don't see how. I'll be honest with you. I don't see how he does. I don't. I I, I love what Minshew's done so far on the season. I mean, yeah, they're only two and three, but, you know, they're also missing their top uh, corner. You know, Jalen Ramsey's hurt. Yeah. You know, he's doubtful again this week. Of course he's doubtful. He doesn't want to play for the Jaguars anymore. Infuriating. But uh, we're talking about the Redskins who are once again playing the, you know, Cincinnati South. Um, This is the same team that allowed like 175 yards and what, two or three touchdowns to Marquise Brown to Hollywood week one. And uh, Terry McLaurin plays a similar, uh, similar role as what Marquise Brown does. You know, very fast, quick, shifty, good hands. I mean, get him in space and he's going to do something. The, Miami's defense is just, I mean, it's just bad. There's no other way of saying it. There's no polite way of saying it. They're horrid. Like, they've got to do something about it. I mean, you got to start from, you just, it's tear down, rebuild, and I don't know how they're going to do it. I mean, they, they look to be low for years, unfortunately. So, I do have a, a second one. Do either of you guys have a second start? Yeah, I got a second one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I like D.D. Westbrook this week. Um, Saints allow the third most points per game to the slot wide receiver. P.J. Williams is not very good. I just – I think uh, he's going to be more of the – and he's averaged over eight, over eight targets a game the last three weeks. So, I think D.D.'s going to have a big game this week. Man, I, I, I'm just – you you got to wonder who's shadowed him though, right? So, who who goes on Didi? Is it, if Marshawn Lattimore's on Didi, I don't like it. No, well, he he plays in the slot, so it should be PJ Williams. Ah, uh, touche, touche. Valid point. The valid point. I just know uh, that Marshawn, you know, shut down Mike Evans last week, and it, it tore me up in like freaking three leagues. So you know, DraftKings lineups, everything. I'm like. Oh, yeah. You know, he put number. He was the number one wide receiver in football last year at halftime of his game. Like that was insane. Um, I also have Preston Williams, and that, I may have stole this a little bit from you, Hux. And this comes more than anything. Just Washington's bad. Washington's defense is just not good. Um, Preston Williams has an opportunity to, you know, he's the best receiver on the team. I mean, just all there is to it. He's going to get the the bulk majority of their targets this week, and uh, he can do the most with it. So. I like me some Preston Williams. Yeah, me too. Lambo, tight end. Tight end. Um, you know, I really wanted to say Austin Hooper here. I've got him. Ri- I've got him written down. But just I don't know because I, I know your hatred for Austin Hooper, but he is. I mean, he's the tight end one, so it's yeah. not. That's an easy play. Uh, but I will say Disley. I mean, he's still a top five guy. But uh, but you know, Cleveland's just been bad against tight ends this year, so I feel like Disley's going to be a, a solid play. One, I know that um, Hooper is TE101, but the matchup is amazing. I mean, Arizona's horrid oh, against yeah. tight end. They've, Absolutely. They've allowed more than a touchdown a game on average. I mean, they've allowed right up there, you know, top two or three in receptions. You know, Austin Hooper is spend the money in DFS to get him. He's going I, – I, I hate Austin Hooper. I, I mean, I've been pretty clear about this. But Austin Hooper probably outperforms Travis Kelsey this week. I don't even know how he's getting the targets when you've got Julio and Ridley. They're but, not targeting Ridley. Well, I, and Sanu. I get yeah. that. But, I mean, he, they they have a ton of weapons, but they're just they're just feeding it to Hooper. 
And it appears that um, that is what everybody's going to do on DraftKings this week is play Austin Hooper. He's projected at almost 32% ownership this week, which is double the second play, second guy, which is Kittle. He Honestly, though, he should be. I mean, we've got the, the bet going with the Dynasty Rewind, Bauer and Price and uh, Shevin. But, and Hooper's having a great year, and this week isn't going to be the one that slows him down. No. He's just a, such a prime matchup for him, which is crazy. But Austin Hooper looks to uh, probably can stretch out his TE101 lead. Infuriating. Um, I've also got uh, Greg Olson as, as a start. And that's just more than anything, the Buccaneers, like they've allowed seven-plus receptions per game to the tight end. And they've allowed more than a touchdown per game to the tight end. I mean, Olsen will eat him live. So, anyhow, moving on to uh, my favorite not? tight ends is Zach Ertz, but that's just he's he's one of the only options I like on Philly this week. But the Vikings have actually allowed you know the tight ends. To, basically, the only thing they've been bad against is the tight ends. Waller did good against them, I think. Ingram because Waller's a stud. Well, I'm just saying that a, a top tier tight end have they've produced against the Vikings, and I think Ertz is going to be the best one they've played this year, and he he's going to be a focal point for wins. Okay, I mean to go as he, as he should. I was going to say to go into the season, we look at Ertz, and you say he's tight end two or three, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, if you love, it depends on how much you love your George Kittle, but obviously, you know, most people had uh, <coughs> excuse me, Kelsey is number one, so yeah. We're, let's see. I'm trying to look up that stat for uh, Minnesota. Minnesota has – here's an interesting one, though. They haven't allowed a touchdown to a tight end. That is interesting. So, I mean, they've allowed some yards, 293 yards so far to the tight end, but not a touchdown. Most of my statistics, I will say, I, go, I use profootballreference.com. So, I mean, if, if I'm wrong, I apologize. It's their fault. Uh, so, um, moving on to sits. Got a sit of the week, uh, quarterback guys? Yeah, I'm going to sit Baker. I'm basically sitting Baker until he can start to put up some points. Uh, I know the offensive line's garbage. We've hit on that. Um, but I just I can't trust him, so I'm not going to play him. No, I mean, what else can you say? And, and until further notice, you kind of have to sit Baker. Yeah, that performance on Monday night was embarrassing. Well, and you, you paid quite a bit to get him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he was a fourth fourth rounder i think i, mean, he, I think he was a fifth maybe for the most part yeah, there's just too much talent there for them to be putting up numbers weight exactly you know, the lack of numbers yep but i it's a lot of people had baker as either uh quarterback two three four or five like that was the range that baker mayfield was getting drafted in to put up the rookie season that he had i mean once again he broke the single season touchdown record i mean the the guys who held it previously were peyton manning and you know uh russell wilson you know <laughs> Now we've got Baker Mayfield, who's he's taking a slide. I do think his talent will eventually prevail, uh, but I'm with you, Lambert. You got to sit him until. Right. I mean, is it is it crazy to say you know you, you sit Baker Mayfield because now Gardner Minshew's a better option, like legitimately every week. Gardner Minshew's a better option. I mean, Case Keenum, Case Keenum is a better option than Baker Mayfield right now. Think about that. I mean, that is that makes you sick to say it out loud, doesn't it? How about yourself, Hux? Quarterback sit? <clears throat> um, I know I said I liked Ertz, but I don't like Wentz this week. Um, Vikings got a really a good pass defense. 
Unless, I mean, Ertz just absolutely goes off and, you know, well, all Dan- his stats go to, you know, went to stats all to Ertz. Daniel Hunter's your top defensive yeah. end, too. I mean, he's, er, yeah. yeah, he's your number one defensive end. Yeah, he's going to get so some pressure. They're going to eat him. The Vikings have allowed the fourth fewest yards. You know, they only have a applied T total of 20 points. It's I just like the Vikings this week to keep him contained. By the way, I'm going to scoot back to tight end real quick. You know, we've got Talia. We talk about Talia a lot. Tight end landscape is atrocious. This year, the tight end lands- landscape is pretty darn respectable. It's looking better. I mean, you have 10 guys. I mean, you include Hunter Henry. Uh, but you got 10 guys averaging 10 points a game. TJ Hawkinson's averaging 9.9, and Delaney Walker's averaging 9.4. I mean, but Hooper, Ingram, uh, Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and Disling Kittle, Darren Waller, all averaging over 15 points a game. Like, the the tight ends have uh, shown out this year. I mean, hell, Disley, you know, you're, you're a touchdown leader with four touchdowns. I don't think many people saw that coming. I mean – in the game or two games he played last year, he was. I know he got hurt pretty early in the season. He looked great, but I didn't expect him to, you know, be a top five tight end. So at this point in the season, uh, yeah, he's really looked good. Um, Russell Wilson's got. I mean, the pass game pretty much goes Disley and Lockett. That's about it. And they just, I saw the catch rate between them two is like eighty five percent. It's just. Oh, Lockett's making Barker eat a little bit of crow, isn't he? I mean, it, he's not great. Russell Wilson's found his trust in trust in Lockett, and it's just he's going to feed the guy. He's a he's very well, DK's had a yeah Metcalf. I mean, yeah, he's he's been okay. I mean, still he, not a fan. He's he, been okay. Lockett's kind of like uh he's Doug Baldwin. He's the new Doug Baldwin. I mean, you don't have to be the best athlete on the field to be the first target at wide receiver, and that's insanity to me, but. Um, my quarterback sit this week is going to be Jared Goff. Um, I just don't like the matchup. I, I'm avoiding him at all costs in DFS. I just I feel like Goff's just got a, an egg waiting to happen. Um, and he's not been performing where you expect him to perform thus far this year. So I'm, I'm going to stay away from Jared Goff this week. I just, uh, once again, I, I, don't, I guess, you know, points per game, where is he at? He's quarterback 14 um and this week you know playing playing against against atlanta i know they're not great but i 49ers what oh wait i'm looking at week why has it got week seven on there i don't know what the heck that's about but apology apologies for that but the 49ers that's the reason i had him the big reason i had him is i think the 49ers have only allowed like one air touchdown this year I think you were saying that earlier. Yeah. yeah, there was there was some stat line like that. They've allowed uh, one touchdown to the tight end. I don't think they've allowed a uh, a touchdown to a wide receiver this year. Um, my computer's having a little bit of trouble loading statistics right now, but 49ers defense looks absolutely terrifying right now. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm going to steer stay away from. Uh, let's see, apologies. They they've allowed four, but it's not been a ton of yards. They've, yeah. So, anyhow, um, moving on to running back. Who got a running back for a sit? Lambert? I'm going to go ahead and sit Phillip Lindsay. I know uh, he had a good week last week, but Tennessee's defense is just too good. I think it's going to be a slow game. I think it's going to be low scoring. Um, and so, so I don't look for him to get a whole lot of fantasy points this week. Yeah, I had I had the Denver running backs were down also, but I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to go with 
Joe Mixon kind of talked about him at the beginning of the show, but it's just I'm not going to play the guy until. I mean, they're going to be playing from behind. I mean, he could get some catches, but I don't look for him to do much. So you're kind of uh, taking the Baker Mayfield approach. Yeah, I mean, kind of. I'm a, I'm a, I guess it's uh, not quite because I guess it just depends on who they're playing. Because if they have a good matchup or you know expected, you is know, there a, home very realistic? Is there a good matchup for him? Like, do they play Miami? You oh. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they do. Do they? In the year. Week 16, I believe. So, I mean, so they're playing there's, there's some Tua. teams out there. So, yeah, yeah. It's a tank battle. I mean, it, I, I'm sorry, but at this point, if you can get value out of Joe Mixon, get it. I'm in a uh, a league that's a 14 keeper, or excuse me, four player keeper at the end of the season. I had Mixon and I traded him. So, basically, you start in the fifth round with your draft. I traded him for a sixth rounder. So, a de facto seventh rounder because he. Long story short, I couldn't get any value out of anyone else. Nobody else wanted to trade a draft pick. So I ended up with, you know, kind of a first-rounder and then two second-rounders. Uh, team's performing well in that league. I'm glad I moved in because I look like a freaking genius for that one. So, uh, yeah, my sit this week is going to be uh, I don't care who plays for the Rams, who starts. The 49ers have yet to allow a touchdown on the ground. They, that seems insane. They've yet to allow a touchdown to a running back in the air. The 49ers' defense looks legit. So, I mean, a total of 267 yards allowed on the ground. I uh, believe that's tops in the NFL. If not, it's uh, top two. Guys, in three, in five games, or excuse me, four games, they haven't allowed 300 yards? No touchdowns? Only 17 receptions to, to running backs for a total of 120, 112 yards. I'm sorry, but I know you. If you if you have Todd Gurley, you paid a first rounder for him. I know he's looking doubtful, but if he somehow suits up, steer away. It absolutely, avoid at all cost every running back uh, for for the uh, Rams in DFS. You know, I, I get your reasoning behind your your two Rams sits, but I'm looking at this game and the over under is fifty and a half, which is third highest this week. They're they're, somebody's got to score. I mean, they're it's gonna not going to. Just. Gonna, I mean, it's either going to be golf in the air, or you know, Malcolm Brown's going to have two or three touchdowns. Daryl Henderson. I, or yeah, you know, I just I like it's going to come somewhere. They're favored. Yeah, you know, they're at home. I'm they're going to. They're. I know. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just saying. I just feel like the this is a disappointing week. I feel like there's going to be yards. You know, I'm not saying that there's not going to be a ton of yards in the air with, for Jared Goff, but I just don't see the touchdowns coming, man. Like, it's just for me, it's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, obviously, the you know, the Niners just because the totals no. projected at 50 doesn't mean it's going to happen. But I mean, if you're a betting man, you I am a betting I'd probably, man. Probably, if I was you, I'd go place a bet on that under then, because I mean, the Niners aren't going to put up. Yeah, Garoppolo is not putting up. They're not going to put up 30 to 40 points to cover this point spread here. One thing I will say about about San Fran is their their schedule so far was the Buccaneers, the Bengals, the Steelers and the Browns. So, it's probably why their numbers look so good. That that could have something to do with it, but if we look at the running backs, you know, Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones combined, that's okay. Joe Mixon I mean, Joe Mixon's a good running back. He's just in a bad situation. James Conner, 
I mean, James Conner did nothing against him in, as far as, you know, getting in the end zone. And then uh, Nick Chubb. There was yards, but he didn't get in the end zone. You're not going to win in DFS without touchdowns. No doubt about it. So, I just can't play him. I mean, if you're playing in your, your home league or, you know, standard six team, you got to play whichever. If, odds are if you had Gurley and you've got Malcolm Brown, you know, or Henderson or whoever is going to end up suiting up as a starter, you've got to play him. But I, I'm steering away in, in DFS. You know, never set your studs in your, your regular leagues. Well, that was something I was going to touch on. I mean, you're always going to start your studs uh, just for the fact that that you paid so much for them, and there's that chance that they're going to have big weeks anyway. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, superstars can show out against anybody. I mean, it, it, stars perform. But I, uh, for the price, there's there's better options. So, At wide receiver this week, I'm, uh, I'm going to go ahead and sit out, Sean. Uh, Hux, you've talked at length about the Eagles' struggles this week. Um, plus, he's going to have Xavier Rhodes in his hip pocket, so – I don't like that matchup at all, so I'm sitting Alshon for sure. Mr. Hux? Um, I'm going to – I'll add to your Rams here. I'm going to sit Brandon Cooks, and I think you – I believe you mentioned the stat of the 49ers of their not allowing the deep the deep ball. Hey, you talked about that pre-show, actually. Okay, yeah, the, they've two completions that have traveled over 20 yards, so – I'd sit Cooks. Plus, he's coming off the concussion. Is, have they said if he's going to play, or is he a game-time decision? He practiced the other day. Has um, he been cleared from the concussion, though, yet? That was the last step that he had to get through, and okay. I'm not sure, to be honest. Okay, so, I mean, you know, it's, either way, I'd, I'd sit him. I love, you know, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods this week, but I'm a, I'm a sit Cooks. Cooks is ready to go. Okay, well. In value wise, on uh, DraftKings, you've got Cooks at fifty four hundred, and you got Robert Woods at fifty six hundred. I love it. Cup, I love Woods at fifty six hundred. Cup obviously way up the list. Uh, he's 71, a seventy one. Yeah. So, um, as far as wide receiver for me, my set's going to be DJ Chark. Um, it, and it's listen, if you've got him as your wide receiver three, you still have to play him, right? Because you know, as of right now, realistically, if you have DJ Chark as your wide receiver three, you're probably just ecstatic. You have you know, because you had a flyer at the other wide receiver three spot. But um, if Marshawn Lattimore can stop Mike Evans, holding to zero points, like, I love Baby Chark, but he's not Mike Evans. You know, he does he does entirely different things. And I know uh, you're about to push back on me a little bit, but. I mean, not a little bit. The only thing I got um, actually in, I guess, in favor of Chark is that for Tampa Bay, you know, they have other weapons like Godwin, O.J. Howard, which they don't use for whatever reason. That's insanity. And then, but Minshew's, it seems like he really likes D.J. Chark. And I mentioned D.D. Westbrook. I think them too. I think he's going to get his target. I think Evans only had three targets last week, so they just kind of went away from him. I think think you could see Minshew force the ball to Chark this week. Possibly. And, you know, he's got the best arm in the league, of course. You know, Gardner Minshew is, uh, you know, he's a legend in his own right. So, I love that guy. I, I know he's not it, everything that we kind of hype him up to be or I hype him up to be, but just the dude's attitude. He he makes you want to be a Jaguars fan. Um, So, let's see. I've, I've got wide receiver moving on to tight end. I've got uh, Delaney Walker. <clears throat> dude's only had two receptions in the last two games. 
He used to be so reliable. I mean, uh, just like the tortoise, he was slow and steady. He always got you a certain amount of points. And just the last two games, it's not looked pretty. And I'm, he's again, I'm going to sit him until he gives me a reason to play him. I'm going to sit Jason Witten this week. Uh, I know he's – Jamal Adams is going to be covering him. He's been covering the tight ends. So, and he's allowed the – the Jets have allowed the third fewest receiving yards of tight ends this year. So, unless they try to game plan around it and use Adams against Cooper or Gallup. But I'm sitting with I him. I mean, the Jets have only allowed 11 receptions to the tight end this year. Yeah, so, I mean – that's pretty impressive. I mean, through four games, you might not be playing Witten anyways, but I'm I'm avoiding him this week. Um, I've got a, a just avoided all costs, and I I know I've been sticking with this daggone game. Um, but the Rams, the Rams have not. I don't even care <laughs> which tight end. No, serious is a hard tack. Do not play a Rams tight end. Like the once again, San Francisco 49ers have allowed less than 90 yards on the season. Once again, that is 90 yards on the entire season to the tight end. Has anyone ever wanted to start a Rams tight end, though? No, but what I'm getting at is there is definitely something on the waiver wire that will perform better than a Rams tight end. If you've got like a any and ever as your buy, Higby or whoever the hell they've got now, if you've got him as, you know to cover for a bye week, go to the waiver wire. You're going to find something better. I mean, I mean Mo Alley Cox, you know, he might catch a ball this week. but Everett had a good week last week. I think people will probably look at that recency bias and, you know, ooh, let's well, play him. Well, Cooks but, was out for yeah, you know, true. The, a good part of that game. But they've still got two very Yeah, with Cooks reliable. back, they're going to have the more three wide receiver sets. Everett will be less involved anyway. So. Uh, and then I've just got a uh, just a steer away from in uh, DraftKings. I mean, Travis Kelsey's price is almost $2,000 higher than any other tight end. Um, Houston, as a team, has allowed less than uh, four receptions, or right around four receptions a game, and uh, basically 30 yards a game with no t- no touchdowns to the tight end. I know, I get it, I know Travis Kelsey's matchup proof. I know Patrick Mahomes is a special type of quarterback. There's no doubt in my mind that there's going to be some success there. But to pay the extra $2,000 that you've got to pay in DraftKings, I just feel like there's going to be equal value in, in Austin Hooper or Will Disley and you could play up at a different position. I'm just really surprised that you would say that, given your love for Kelsey. Yeah. Oh, I love Kelsey, but, I mean, you've got Kittle playing the Rams, which, you know, it could be, could be a high-scoring game, of course. Um, Arizona is, you know, the matchup for Hooper. They've the worst team against tight end this year. Disley's playing the, uh, the Browns, and that's – I mean, the Browns aren't good against a tight end. I mean, Mark Andrews just – he's been consistently good. I mean, there's just so many better options. And Mark Andrews is the cheapest of them at 4800 and Kittle's only 5200 You know? I mean, you, your love of Zach Ertz, I know you liked him this week, but he's 5400 That's 1600 cheaper than Travis Kelsey. I mean, if, a, if Kelsey gets 100 yards and a touchdown, did he pay his value? I just don't think – I don't see a possibility of it. I get it. I mean, and, and in your – on DraftKings and your uh, double ups, cash games, you know, head to heads, whatever, you know, play Hooper. I mean, he's he's pretty much a cash game lock to me. But I mean, if you want to be different, go for somebody a little bit lower ownership, get away from the chalk. You know, Kelsey's not a bad play because, I mean, even though he's actually showing as the he's showing as the fourth highest projected ownership, 
Kelsey? Kelsey is. Uh, after Hooper, Kittle, and Gerald Everett. It's projected at 16% ownership right now. So I'm going to take your advice and not play Everett this week. Oh, thank you. That's probably a good reason, though. But after that, it, I mean, it drops off to nothing after that. So Mark Andrews is only projected at 5.5% ownership. So I may lean that way. Oh, you know, How I good might, does he I might, look this year, too? I might go towards Andrews instead of Kelsey if I'm not playing Hooper. So. I mean, whenever just because of the ownership. Whenever I look at it, just to take a quick glance, it, to sit Travis Kelsey, you could move up from let's say Chris Carson up to Chubb or Leonard Fournette for the value. I mean, whenever you're looking at wide receiver, you know, you get to move up from Tyler Lockett to Jesus, Julio Jones, and Michael Thomas. You know what I mean? Like the the difference in the value there is just insane. So yeah, I, no, I get it. I've got to stay away from him. The that. one, the one issue I have with it, you look at the over under on that game, and it's fifty five, and they're at home. They're not going to lose at home again. They're going to put up a bunch of points. Tyreek Hill might play this week, but you know, out of all the tight ends, Kelsey's still the most likely one to put up ten catches, one hundred fifty yards, two touchdowns. You're absolutely right. So that's why I think he's a good tournament play. So. Obviously, we're still going back. I'll reiterate. We don't sit our studs. Yeah. I mean, obviously, but, you're playing Kelsey in all your yeah season-long leagues, redraft, and, dynasty, whatever. And some of the other players we mentioned, you know, if they're your stud, your starter, obviously, you're not going to sit them. But I'm, I'm looking at this from a DFS play. It's because, once again, it's not like you can magically acquire Travis Kelsey in your home well, league without making a trade. You've got bye weeks coming up. I mean, you're, you're getting in, into the bye week season. So so some of these guys, <clears throat> you know, aren't, aren't your big-name players. So you might as well plug them in and try and get a few points. Absolutely. So, uh, guys, do you have anything you'd like to uh, add before we sign off, other than uh, Hux's uh, DFS for the week? Um, no. I don't have a whole lot. Of, I've covered a lot of my DraftKings plays just over my sit and starts. So Feel free to go back over them like with your stacks and whatnot. And if you got any, you Lam- got anything you want me to talk about with DraftKings? Lambert, you got anything you'd like to add? I've got nothing. Go ahead. Tear it up. I'll, I'll uh, at per capita, per usual, I will add some input that's probably worthless. <laughs> um, the two most popular games this week are obviously the Chiefs, Texans, and Atlanta, Arizona, are the two you know the the two highest over unders. Plus, you know, just ownership wise, they're going to be popular. You know, Kyler's going to be popular. Matt Ryan's going to be popular. Um, and then on the Houston, Kansas City side. You know, Mahomes. You can actually get him at a little bit lower ownership this week. Of course, you're paying the, you know, the high price of what is he seventy seventy five hundred. So I mean, if you want to play the Chiefs this week, you're gonna have to find some value, which opened up with Gurley being doubtful. So you can plug in Malcolm Brown if you if you want at forty three hundred. Um, if you want to take a real, you know, shot with Daryl Henderson, I think he's thirty two hundred. Not sure how much he's gonna play, but you gotta think this is the week he actually gets on the field and contributes a little bit. Um, but I like a I like a Viking stack this week with Cousins. You can go mix mix and match. I mean, I know Diggs hasn't produced much, but you know, you think he's he's bound to have one of his breakout weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you can go Cousins, Thielen, Diggs, or if you want to, if you don't want to play Diggs, you can go Cousins, Dalvin, Thielen. You know, Cousins provides that value with fifty two hundred. Um, I like I like Baltimore. I can 
Lamar. I like Lamar by himself. Um, or if you want to Ingram or Andrews or just Ingram by himself. I think we talked about him earlier. You did. Any love for Hollywood? Uh, he's game time decision. So it's really, he's, I mean, I guess if he plays, I probably won't have a whole lot of him either way. But um, if he doesn't play, I, I kind of like Lamar a little bit more. I think he might run a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's, He's not going to be – he's not going to have the ownership as the other guys. So, if you want to, you know, get a little bit different, I think he's – I don't have the ownership pulled up. Um, I know I talked about the Jets a little bit. I love Le'Veon Bell on DraftKings. With his – the uses he gets, along with Fournette, they're right, they're priced roughly the same. But just the volume each of them get at their price, their discounted price compared to the top guys – uh, and they see relatively the same amount of touches. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Stop that. <laughs> but yeah, it's that's about it. I just keep it simple this week. I think. Um, Don't get too cute. Do you have any like extreme value wide receiver plays? I mean, extreme. I mean, I like Preston Williams at forty one hundred. Crowder at four thousand. We talked about both of them already. Um, not sure of Didi's price, but I like him. Let me ask you about Alden Tate this week. I mean, John Ross goes to an IR, so I mean, I kind of more or less solidifies that guy being able to get on the field. He's got some, you know, they, they target him. He's they not do. a star. He's had six, six, and ten the last three weeks. The only thing that worries me about him is, does Marlon Humphrey cover him because Boyd plays in the slot, or do they move Humphrey – to shadow around with Boyd. That's my only thing. If he's going to be covered by Humphrey, no, I don't like him. And he's, his price is up 1000 from last week. He's at 4500 so he's not as cheap this week. I like some other guys around him better. Plus, like I said, I, I like Taj Boyd this week. He's at 6300 He's averaging over 10 targets a game. I think he had 14 last week. I, I do like Taj Boyd this week. Gotcha. Tyler Boyd. Tyler the hell Boyd. His name like, is. Taj Boyd, the former uh, quarterback for Taj Clemson. Boyd, Tyler Boyd, probably, whoever the hell. Probably plays like, in the CFL right now, that guy? Yeah, that guy, Taj Boyd. Um, okay. I mean, let me ask you, I've got uh, which – who's provided that Tyreek Hill doesn't play this week? Um, is it going to be the usher or the used car salesman that leads uh, the Chiefs <laughs> in receiving this week? Uh, it's Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Well, <laughs> at, at wide receiver, no. excuse me. Um, and, and Watkins probably isn't playing. He's doubtful. So it, it's a, it's a toss up. I mean, is this Miko Hard Miko Hardman's week this week, or is it you know Pring is it Pringle? Is that his name? Uh, Byron Brian, Pring- Byron or Brian Pringle. I Pringle, mean, Demarcus Robinson. It, it, it who knows with them. I mean, it about makes you sick. Yeah, you, I mean, you really don't know because you're you're literally just throwing darts at the wall at this point. And you're like, oh, he, he okay, may, maybe maybe not, maybe. I mean, you really don't know to play. It's the same way with the running back situation. Do you play Damian Williams? Do you play LaShawn McCoy? Do you play Daryl Williams? I mean, you you can't trust any of them. Uh, it's, but, I mean, they're going to score the points. It's just you don't know who it's going to be. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, with an over and under on 55. I mean, if I was going to do, like I said, Kansas City, Houston, the Houston side probably going to be a little more popular. Mm-hmm. Watson, he's a little bit cheaper. You know, Hopkins... I think he's. I think he might be the highest projected. Him or Cooper Cups, the highest projected ownership this week at wide receiver. 
But, uh, I mean, that side's going to be the more popular side with Fuller and Hopkins and Watson. But So I'll ask you the same question about Arizona because <laughs> they do the same thing. Yeah. You know, obviously not a ton. I love, of, La- I love Larry Fitzgerald this week, by the way. Okay, I was going to say not a ton. Nowhere near the overall level of production, but it seems like every week or two you've got one of them that flashes, and apparently this week it's going to be Fitz. I believe so. Put it on the board. So Yeah, Atlanta, they just um, – they're not as good. I think is I think not as good against the slot guys. I just think he's gonna and Kirk. He's he's game time decision. I like him this week if he plays. Gotcha, gotcha. So, what you're saying is you think Kyler Murray's gonna be quarterback number one? All right. He was my well. He was Lambert's, but I had him wrote down. I like Kyler Murray this week. <sighs> Makes me ill. Makes me ill. I mean, what's not to like about the guy? fact he's four foot six i mean he's got a great matchup this week they're at home over under 51 and a half he's gonna give you some running rushing yards i mean hmm. i'm just still not a fan no i, I know he's got a good floor that's that's the he's big, a good fantasy quarterback I, he is i just don't know if he's a good real life quarterback and that's what what uh stresses me out about him so um anything else either guys like that before we sign off all right, once again, I believe that's it. All right, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Please find us uh, on iTunes or whatever podcast player you're at for a rating and review. And of course, subscribe. We appreciate everyone uh, tuning in tonight. Uh, I'm I, I always say good night, so uh, I'm out. Good night. See ya. See ya. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.